Welcome to this episode of the Manifesting Me show, where I show you how to go from creating your vision board to living your vision board by becoming the person who is already living your desires in order to help attract them to you. And so I bring you topics and uh, conversations, etc., on how to help you become that person. And that is an ongoing evolving process so that we are always becoming the next best version of ourselves. And that is really what I found helped me get to the things that I have accomplished and make changes in my life that, you know, change my circumstances. And I am here to help you do that as well. So I will try to keep track of the comments. If I don't, um, respond right away. I will make sure that I do. And if you're watching this on some platform on the replay where there's the video or comment section, please comment, share, participate along. And if you're listening to this on a podcast platform, I would love to hear your feedback as well. Simply uh, email me. And the best way to do that is vision at bluemoonmanifestations.com or the best place to do that. So let's get going. Um, The problem, the problem is time, right? This time, uh, wanting more time, saying or feeling uh, like you don't have enough time to do the things that you want. This is something I have experienced in my my own life and that I hear people say constantly. just not having time, right, to do the things that we want. And kind of meshed in as part of the problem is that very oftentimes we are filling our time with unnecessary tasks, activities, routines that we just do out of habit or simply to, you know, or to simply be doing something. And I want to point out that there are many, many reasons why we do this, right? Like procrastination and why we procrastinate, self-sabotage, all those things that eat away at our time or the things that we do that eat away at our time. There are uh, probably as many of there are of you, that is probably how many reasons and situations and circumstances, circumstances as to why. But I'm not diving into the why today. Um, and I'm not here to say, let's walk through figuring out the why. And the reason that I'm not doing that is because we so often, and again, I have experienced this firsthand. So I am a pro at this as experiencing this so often we get caught up or we start thinking that we have to figure out the why first before we can make any progress. We have to know why we're procrastinating. We have to know why we're using up our time um, or putting energy into things that we don't want to be doing before we can actually start making changes. This is very untrue. And I talked about this. This this has been a lesson that came up for me in this past lunar cycle. I talked about that in the most recent episode of the Lunar Lessons podcast. And for the Sagittarius new moon cycle that you can find only on the podcast platforms and on YouTube because the podcast is also put on YouTube. So I talked about that, that very often 
we think, oh, we have to know, figure out the why. We have to understand the things and like dive deep before we can make any progress. And I'm here to tell you, at least the way I see it, is that is your brain creating yet another thing for you to do, to take time away from what you really do want to be doing. It's crafty. It's sneaky. Our brain, it says, oh, let's figure out why before we actually start making changes. And I, uh, if you're not watching the video, I'm sitting here raising my hand. I have fallen into that. And I'm sure I will again. But I, the more, I, the better I get at this, the more self-aware that I can catch myself faster and, you know, learn those lessons that I subsequently uh, share with you guys. So what to do instead, instead of starting with, let me figure this out or let me investigate and find out why I'm, you know, using my time in a way that I don't like before I make changes. Instead of doing that, I'm going to give you three questions that you can start using. Um, and by doing that, you can figure out the why along the way. You will get the answers and the insights as you start working through these questions and doing the evaluating as part of the process. So I'm here to help you start getting time back now before, you know, doing all the investigation and all of the inner work that can be done right alongside of taking action and evaluating these questions and putting them into practice instead of down the road, right? So the outcome from these questions or from what I'm sharing with you, ideally is to create more time for yourself. Um, get the answers that our brain wants us to figure out first, get those answers and the insights along the way and discover the why. Discover the why and when you do, then you can start making uh, different choices in your thinking and in your actions and all the things. So that's the general outcome. And <laughs> like I said, I have experienced this firsthand. I am also learning these lessons along the way. But my story, my experience is that I used to say very frequently, I, I mean, I can picture myself so many times that I used to say a sentence like this. I just live my life on the weekends. I have to live my life on the weekends. Um, and I would say that frequently uh, because I felt like I could not plan things during the week that I could, you know, commit to doing. It was just like haphazard. If I had time or if I finished work on time to go to a dance class or to attend an event or something along those lines, I was like, I can't commit but if I happen to be able, then I would go. And the reason that this was my experience several years ago uh, is because I had a job that required a lot of field work. Um, I, I still have a job, but it's in a different capacity now. So, and that's part of the story, but the job I had involved a lot of field work and going, you know, driving all over Southern California. And I worked as um, 
as an out in the field claims investigator. And so other people were making our schedule, like scheduling our appointments for us and where we needed to go. And so I just fell into that. I fell into, I can't, I can't commit to anything. I'm just living my life. I can only make plans uh, during, for the weekend that I know that I can go. And part of, or a big part of what was creating that reality for myself is that I was constantly telling myself I had no time. I was constantly saying those things to myself and out loud. I can only live my life on the weekends. I can't commit to things because the circumstance is going to be the same, neutral, no matter what. It's just how did I, how did I fall into or how did I choose to see my circumstance? Because there are other people who had the exact same job that I did. Other people were also creating, you know, making their schedules, but they had time. They had time. And I would say, oh, well, they have a partner or, you know, their kids take priority and I don't have kids. So like they, you know, work, work allows that for them or works around their kids schedule and all these things, all these stories that I was creating, but that's just it. I was creating those stories. So I was constantly telling myself those things. And what happened is that my, those circumstances changed because I started speaking differently. I started taking different actions. I started seeing things differently. I chose to change my circumstances, starting with the things that I thought, the questions I asked myself, and the things that I said to myself. And now, present day, I have, like I said, I still have the job and it's in a different capacity, but I have created all the time freedom that, you know, that, that I desired. I can schedule my day. I can manage my appointments. I can do things in whatever order at whatever time, you know, for the most part that I want. And now it becomes managing that time, right? I, cause I can still see myself falling into this. Oh my gosh, you know, I didn't get that done or I didn't do this. That's on me. That's for on me for if I don't manage my time well. And that's definitely one of my uh, goals that I'm working on starting with this, you know, beginning of the year is scheduling, batching, time blocking, things that help me manage my time uh, better. So uh, hello from Texas. Great. Hello. I love seeing where you guys are from. You must, you know, my questions ahead of time. That's why you guys are asking. I love that. Um, and I'm also trying to keep track of different things. So, but thank you for jumping on in uh, <laughs> from Texas and I'm going to keep going. I love you guys jumping in. Um, where was it? Let's see. So I have created a different set of, set of circumstances. And the reason I touched on that story and that I dove into that a bit is because your words are important and the questions that you ask yourself, whether they're the ones, these three that I'm going to share with you, or just what questions are you asking yourself to create the circumstances or change the circumstances that you want to change. And so the questions I have for you today will help you catch that thinking that you have on autopilot or on repeat, right? Kind of like running as an undercurrent. They will help you identify 
those thoughts, those statements, those beliefs, so that you can start changing them and re- or, and or reframing them as you evaluate what you spend your time on. So as we move through them, I invite you to either jot down, you know, your routines for the day, the things that you do on a day-to-day basis, and for things that aren't necessarily routine or the things that don't come to mind, jot them down as you go through your day. Just kind of do a time audit or an activity audit of what things you spend your time on. Where do you give your time? What do you give your time to, right? That's not one of the questions. That's just something to keep in in mind. So let me double check real quick. Um, All right. Awesome. 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 Awesome sauce. Okay. So question number one, which activities do you love and enjoy doing and which activities do you not enjoy doing? Right. And You know, those are things, you know, it seems so simple, but very often we're just doing things out of habit or we're doing things because we think they need to be done that way. And that's not a criticism and there's definitely no judgment. A lot of times it's we don't know better or we don't realize because it is so habitual or it is so automatic. And A thing that I want you to kind of keep in mind as you evaluate, is this something that I enjoy or maybe you used to enjoy it, but you don't so much anymore, whatever the case is, because another kind of perspective that I have here is that you ever notice that the things you don't want to do take so much longer than the things you want to do. And that's why we like, oh, it's so awful. It takes so long. I hate doing this, blah, blah, blah. These are things I've said. Because they, we don't like doing them, we drag them out or we procrastinate or we interrupt ourselves, right, in the middle of doing them or we let other things draw our attention or we just like, or we just sit there and like, don't start or spin our wheels and think about how much we don't want to be doing this thing as we're actually doing nothing and not getting it accomplished. So have you ever thought about that? The things that we don't like to do take way longer than the things that we do love. Because when we want to do them, it's like, man, we say things like that went by so fast. Man, I didn't realize I'd been doing this for two hours or all day or an afternoon. Or man, the time together, like if you get together with friends, it's like, wow, that went by fast because you're enjoying yourself. So Keep that in mind as an evaluation. It's like, does it seem to take forever? Is it because you're dreading it and because you're actually extending and perpetuating that torture, so to speak, of like, oh, I don't want to be doing this, but I, you know, I have to do it or, um, or, or focusing on the bad parts like, oh, it's so hard or, oh, I don't want to, or this isn't fun. So just keep that in mind Um, and ask yourself, just take the time to ask yourself, do I like this? Do I not like this? Uh, Question number two, which activities, and when I say activities, it also means like the tasks that you do, 
on a regular basis or irregular basis. So anything like actions, tasks, activities, all of that is included in when I say, you know, activities. I'm talking about those um, collectively. So which activities are moving you closer to what you want, to your dreams or your desires or getting the work done and which are not? And so just because I was talking about the activities we don't want to do, because there are things that we don't want to do that we do need to do. And so that's not what I'm talking about. And just a side story, I had in my brain another perspective of, you know, getting time and, and do, getting things done. And somehow uh, I started thinking about this. And as I was getting my notes ready and prepped and all the lives, like, oh, wait, I was going to talk about it this other way. So now I jotted it down and that will now be a future. Um, a future podcast episode. And that was what I just said, that we there are things we don't want to do, but then it comes to identifying, are those things moving us towards what we want or not moving us towards what we want? So if you have a task at work or at home or, you know, anything, anywhere that you don't necessarily want to do, but it's a necessary one, like at work, there's a, a project or something that you're working on that really isn't fun. For me, when I was doing more field work, doing more field work, it was reports. Reports were not fun. They were oftentimes long. They, you know, were tedious and it was written in insurance language, so not like it wasn't fun kind of writing like what I like to do, like blog writing and email writing and all these things. It wasn't fun writing. So that was my thing that, oh, I dreaded it. It took so long. And a lot of the times what really took, made it take long, what really made it take long was the things or were the things that I was doing in between, like scrolling, stopping and scrolling, getting up and getting, you know, a, a cup of water or, or filling up my water bottle and then sitting down and, oh, now I need to get coffee. I could have gotten them both together but I'm putting more things in there that take, that make this task take longer. And so in that scope of is the scrolling, is the getting up to get two different drinks, are those things moving me towards getting the report completed? No, they were not. They were making it take longer. And so there are actual, there are positive ways of breaking up that monotony that actually move me towards getting that done. I don't have to do reports as often anymore, but when I do, I still get that, oh, you know, they're still long, they're still boring, they're still, you know, a not fun task, but I now find ways to break up the time that benefit me. You may have heard me talk about the Pomodoro method, where that's where you work for 25 minutes and then you have a five minute break to do whatever. That can be scrolling. That can be when I go get my, you know, my coffee or my water or I get up and do some squats or, you know, some, uh, you know, like a two minute dance break. And then I go back and work for another 25 minutes. But they are timed. I'm not just like willy nilly saying, oh, I'm just going to do this for a few minutes and and then just like evolve or devolve into being on on my phone or scrolling for half an hour. They are timed. 
I either set a timer or there's playlists that do that, that set the timer uh, for you. So which activities are moving you closer to your dreams or the tasks that needs to be completed and which are not? That was question number two. And the third question, the last question is, which activities or tasks align with your values and or your priorities? Now, this one has some sub questions because a lot of us don't even know what our values and our priorities are. And again, that's not a criticism. It's simply because we fall into these habits of doing these tasks that we think that's how they need to be done, or that's how we were told or taught, and we haven't taken the time to say, hey, is there a better way? Do I, can I do this differently and feel, you know, less drained? So identifying what your values are. And this is a broad scope as well. But for the purpose of this conversation, there are, I think, three the way, yes, three things that are like, what are your, your the things that you want to be spending your time on or that require your time? And so my three buckets that I kind of gauge these questions by are work, my business, and my job. I group those together because I do need to do that. I need to earn an, uh, you know, earn an income, earn a living, pay my bills. So work both of those combined. Second is getting outside or activities or adventures. That's kind of one bucket. And then the third is creativity, doing some type of creative activity. And that can be anything from doodling to, you know, a whole big art journal spread to taking an art class. So they're containers, but they're very broad. But those are three major components of my life that I want and or need to make time for. And so what are your important things? What values do you have? Like, is it spending more time with family? Is it having more time to socialize and meet up with friends or having the time and the flexibility and the ability to travel or just go explore your neighborhood or go on random road trips to have what, um, a group that I'm in called just silly fun, living life in an enjoyable way, right? So what are your values? That is something to identify. And it might not come to you right away, especially if you're not used to thinking about things this way. But what is important to you? What are the things you do want to have in your life that you do want to spend your time on voluntarily? Um, and if you don't know those things, be mindful of that. What are your values and or your priorities that are, you know, you can call them non-negotiables, the most important things, um, the pillars, the foundations of what you schedule your time around, anything like that that works for you. Those are the things that you then need to, you know, say, hey, is this important? Does it align with what I want? Is it moving me towards my goals and desires. So those are the three questions and I'm going to recap them without the in-between stories <laughs> for you. So the three questions to help you evaluate what you're spending your time on and what things need to change or not. Question number one, 
Which activities do you love and enjoy and which ones do you not love and enjoy? Just make note of that. Question two, which activities are moving you closer to completing your task or moving you closer towards your desires, your goals, your dreams, and which are not? And question three, which activities align with your values uh, and or your priorities? or non-negotiables, whatever works for you, and start identifying what your priorities are, what your values are, what your non-negotiables are, and start creating your life to incorporate those around those. But this is a starting point. Like I said, there was a completely other aspect of this topic that I had originally thought of doing, and now it's going to become a different podcast episode. And before I go or kind of wrap this up, I do want to acknowledge that within the scope of our life, there are many variables to these questions, right? And there will be times that we need to, you know, or that we do what we need to do until we can do what we want, right? We've all heard that, or, you know, um, there will be times when we need to do tasks and activities that don't align with our values for a specific reason, right? And I'll give you an example of that. Um, in a group that I coach in, there is uh, a woman who is close to retirement. I think it's down, it's less than two years now. And the job that she has is not enjoyable. It started out as enjoyable, it's not now. And so staying in that job and doing that is not in alignment with her desires, right? Of freedom and 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 time flexibility or, or whatever they happen to be. However, there is an end date in mind. There is retirement within like, let's say 18 months. And so knowing that it would not benefit her to quit this job or get another job because this job is not in alignment because the, the payoff would not be the same. She can retire and walk away from that job with all of her benefits and all of the things that she's accumulated in 18 months time. Now, in the meantime, it will become important to her for her to manage her emotions, her nervous system, her time, her focus, the things she can and cannot control. So that becomes the work for her. But that's a, you know, so she's not, she's, staying in that job, which is not in alignment with how she wants to feel, but there's an end date and there is a very good reason for doing so. And so things like that will come up throughout our lives. And so the purpose of these questions is not to avoid that and not to say that, oh, it's going to be all hunky-dory. And if I use these questions as a guide, there will never be times that I, you know, that I should be doing something that's an out of alignment. That's not true. Life just isn't that way. But using these questions as a tool, using these questions as a guide will be, you can use them as a checking point and you can help, you can use them to help you identify when it is a necessity um, or something that you need to do for a specific period of time or when you're letting um, you're letting habit or familiarity guide you because you've fallen into that habit and it's no longer in alignment. Um, or it will help you identify when you're letting other people's desires, 
other people's comfort, other people's values guide your actions or why you're not changing your actions. So that is what I have for you. Those are my three questions that I have for you to start evaluating what things and activities are benefiting you, are worthy of your time, so that you can start creating more time for the things that you do want to be doing. And you can use that as your check-in point or your starting point, wherever you happen to be. And um, before I go, the last thing I will I have for you is if you want to um, experience a little more or learn how to become the person living your life so you can attract those dreams or those desires to you, I invite you to join us over in the Moon Manifesting Rockstars Facebook group. In that group, I have a monthly class activity challenge whatever once you know one thing per month to help you know there are different themes different topics different activities and also i do a new moon and a full moon live chat every single month touching in on uh the zodiac that the moons are in and how to work with those energies for setting intentions, for manifesting, for releasing, for giving, all, all the things uh, lunar cycle related. And so if Facebook is not your thing, then I invite you to also get on my email list so that you know when those things are coming up, because I do make them available off of Facebook. And sometimes, you know, the, the live chats are on my YouTube channel and the classes and workshops are on Zoom. So there is a way to participate, whether you're a Facebook fan or want to be on there or not. And you can find the links somewhere around where you're watching uh, and or listening uh, to this. So that is what I have for you guys today. I would love to hear your insights, what you discover about the things you're spending your time on. And I will see you next week. I'll talk to you soon, guys. Take care.